I've been thinking about leadership trauma a fair bit recently. During my regular lunchtime browse, I scrolled through a saved search I have in LinkedIn for educational leaders who've recently started new jobs, as many new leaders find this show especially useful. As I looked for folks I wanted to send a connection request to, I saw that several had actually recently departed a university that has been in the news a lot recently due to political and financial turmoil. After connecting, a few of them actually messaged me, thanking me for reaching out. And when asked, I sent them an episode I did last year on managing your trauma triggers as a leader. But as I re-listened to that episode, I realized that I, and perhaps some of you, could use a deeper dive into how trauma happens to and is caused by leaders and the importance of facing trauma rather than shoving it down and repressing it, and how you can set up yourself, your team, and your institution for post-traumatic growth. Welcome to the Kind Leadership Challenge, where every Monday morning I teach you to heal your school or library in the next 10 minutes. I'm Dr. Sarah Clark, founder of the Kind Leadership Guild, where I use my PhD in higher ed leadership and nearly two decades of experience at academic libraries to advise a growing community of educational and library leaders who want to build a better world without burning out. Kind leaders make the tough decisions without becoming jerks. We plan effective systems that help us get the job done with less money and effort. And we've learned that once we stop controlling and start collaborating, any vision becomes possible. To be clear, kind leadership's pretty simple, but it's rarely easy. So if you're up for a challenge, stick around to learn how to create a legacy that will strengthen your community long after you're gone. So let's not pretend. With all the goodwill and resources and even kind leadership in the world, Work can be traumatizing for the same reasons that life can be traumatizing. Sometimes a person or people in your organization caused the trauma. Sometimes the traumatic event is an act of nature or politicians or the economic cycle. Usually it's in the messy middle. I've mentioned a somewhat traumatic experience I had as a sales rep for my first employer out of college. The boss I had behaved like a sexist, arrogant bully who was intimidated by my intellect and couldn't train his way out of a wet paper bag. But I was laid off, a trauma that I also consider one of the best things that ever happened to me, by the way, because our company got obliterated by the dot-com bust. So was I traumatized by the bust or the boss? Plenty of both, really. To this day, I still worry inordinately about the financial stability of any place I work for and am currently fighting through a deep-seated belief that I'm incapable of selling anything more expensive than a box of Girl Scout cookies, thanks in part to the spoken and unspoken messages I got from that boss over 20 years ago now. But as I grew in my career, I became a leader of various team members of wildly different temperaments and skill levels and had to guide my teams through our own rough waters. And I started looking at that early boss of mine in a more nuanced way. To be clear, I still find it pretty much the opposite of kind leader, as you might imagine. However, having now walked a few miles in his shoes, I can understand the stresses he was under, 
that he was probably unprepared for what we had to deal with, and that he was also at the mercy of forces beyond any of our control. And some of his worst moments actually read more as trauma responses in retrospect. As the old saying goes, hurt people hurt people. However, those of us who lead others have the choice and the responsibility to do everything in our power to break that cycle of trauma and heal ourselves, our teams, and our organizations into something newer, stronger, and kinder. Especially if we're trying to grow the Kind Leadership Guild into something that can serve dozens or even hundreds of leaders in a sustainable way. So, how do we heal ourselves and our organizations? Well, any healing process has to start with us, which is why the first skill of kind leadership, growing humanely, is about just that. You are allowed to feel what you feel about a painful situation. In fact, you need to. That's why I talk so much about processing our emotions, and I'll link to some of those episodes in the show notes. I find I need to write or speak things out to get them out of my system. But there are as many different ways to process emotions as there are people. But as I feel what needs to be felt, I can better understand the ways in which the traumatic experiences hurt me, which in themselves are often a good signpost indicating the core values I need to honor in my life. In fact, financial stability and Everyone's right to be treated with kindness are two values that definitely got stomped on back around Y2K in that first sales gig. And those are both values I want to nurture as I grow the Kind Leadership Guild into a financially and energetically sustainable income stream. So, with the information my emotions provided, I can make a decision to more assertively inform and develop future members of the Kind Leadership Guild. So I can create a long-term project that helps my fellow leaders heal from the kinds of traumas I've seen in my career, or better yet, avoid those traumas altogether. Okay, so growing humanely helps us decide what we want to do and the traumas that we will need to be sensitive to as we take that action. When you find yourself pivoting from what you want to do about your trauma to how to do it, that's where we need to shift from growing humanely to managing effectively, the second skill of kind leadership. The first step of managing effectively is gathering information about the situation so we can determine the difference between the story we tell about a trauma and the facts that we are basic that story on. In my case, I realized that the reason I failed at my sales job was not because I will always and forever be terrible at sales and nobody will ever want to buy anything from me but because I was thrown headfirst into a bursting economic bubble with no training in sales. I knew my plan to heal from that trauma would have to involve lots of baby steps and easy wins so I could build up enough proof to rewrite a story that would be as believable as the old story and would serve me better in my efforts to grow the Kind Leadership Guild. I would also need some support in the form of time, money, and advisors. Depending on the nature of your trauma and any mental health issues that may be tangled up with it, 
This is the moment where you might need to talk to a professional to help you untangle your workplace trauma. This is way beyond my scope to get into in detail, but I can tell you that there are people out there who can help. You can heal and you deserve healing. But in any case, managing effectively is the skill of using the facts of the situation and the resources at hand to create a roadmap to get yourself and your team where you want to go. For me and my project to make the Kind Leadership Guild a healing and sustainable community for all concerned, myself very much included, it meant becoming more willing to invest money in this project, more choosy about how I invest my limited time, and intentionally connecting with both entrepreneurs who are further down the road than I am and people who I know would be served by joining the Kind Leadership Guild. But why is this goal of the Kind Leadership Guild worth all this bother? Why do I feel this drive to help my fellow leaders break the cycle of workplace trauma via the power of kind leadership? We can answer that question through the third kind leadership skill of creating collaboratively, where we connect with our teams and our stakeholders in our community to refine our vision of the better world our actions will hopefully create. As to my why for creating the Kind Leadership Guild as a path to post-traumatic growth, some of that's between me and the mental health professional I alluded to a minute ago. And some of it is my lifelong tendency to work through big stuff with big projects. But the longer I do this project, the more I notice listeners, coaching clients, and guild members talking about how their drive to embrace kind leadership is related to, or even due to, past or current experiences with workplace tribulations and traumas. It's certainly why I started this thing in the first place, as I discussed back in episode zero. I do this because I want to see a world where leaders can make the tough decisions, execute the uncomfortable plans, and have the hard conversations before the trauma comes. And the longer I do this, the more I see that many of you resonate with my vision and are interested in joining a community where we can process our challenges, grow our skills, and make our vision a reality. So here's your challenge for this week. What do you need to do to heal a lingering trauma for yourself or your team? How might you do it? And why would healing that trauma lead to a better world moving forward? Thanks, as always, for listening to the Kind Leadership Challenge and for growing humanely, managing effectively, and creating collaboratively in your own organization. And if you know someone who might find this episode helpful, hit share in your podcast app or send them over to kindleadershipchallenge.com slash 83. Never doubt that day by day you're building a better world, even if you can't see it yet. So until next time, stay kind now. Oh, one last thing. If you're ready to take on this week's challenge, but not sure how to start, head over to kindleadershipchallenge.com slash next to download the next steps checklist.